Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. Nothing at all. And Dan, we are on CKCC Radio, now the proud host of 10 podcasts. 10? That's right. A perfect 10 for CKCC Radio. And I, Chris O'Mealy, along with Dan Peck, would like to thank all 10 of those podcasts, well, 9 plus this one, for their well, continued I mean, support. Like, we asked for like 8, no, 7, shit, 3 of them are between the 2 of us, right? Correct. <laughs> so, but real quick, so I want to just mention to you guys that you can now check out CKCC Radio on several different platforms. Podbean, of course, ckccradio.podbean.com is the main app. But if you have Spotify or iTunes and would prefer to listen to us that way, you can. Or Google, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts, you can listen to CKCC yeah, Radio. New content coming out multiple times a week. There's the weekly Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk with me, Dan, and Glenn when he's available. Weekly Wrestling Chatter. Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks with Jeff Trelowitz. You can listen to Jeff's real stories of paranormal investigations or listen to him pick an album and rank every single track from that album. First of every month is Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. That'll get you ready for the month. Chris, that's tomorrow. As we record this, yes, that will be tomorrow. Jay Bunny's Music Hub, new episodes plus the backlog, so there will soon be over 40 episodes of content available, where Jason Shin interviews people in the music industry. The United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian, it's your weekly nerd cast. Topics. They've done like three episodes and they're already kicking ass. Yeah, the, the, the past episodes as we record this have been about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy and... Select films of Steven Spielberg with more to come. The Senior Spielbergo? Yes. Mark apparently tried to get a joke in on that, but Brian wouldn't give him the window. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I said was, ah, Senior Spielbergo. But I, lis I listened to the episode and Hook is overrated. <clears throat> anyway. the uh, over Overrated as in, like, one of the best movies ever somehow gets made the best movie ever. <laughs> like people were like, Brian Danielson's overrated. And I was like, well, when, when you're one of the top five wrestlers, I guess people think you're number one. Some people think you're number one. We also have the Bored to Death Binge cast, or Jay Winger and company, because he's got a rotating door there. Watch and binge and review entire seasons of TV shows. And new... To CKCC Radio, the Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman, just in time for racing season to return. So you got all kinds of fun stuff to listen to. And of course, other shows, Chris Ranks the Universe, not weekly. That is a sporadic miniseries. And we'll have another one coming soon, either this upcoming Sometime month. in June, probably. Yeah, either this upcoming month or next, we'll definitely have another series of Chris Ranks the Universe. But we're here to talk about The Simpsons, Season 1, Episode 11, The Crepes of Wrath. Not the grapes, Dan. These are crepes. Because what? Well, I get it. But here, the funny thing is, is it could have been called The Grapes of Wrath anyway. <laughs> yes, it could have. Because <laughs> there were infinitely more grapes than there were crepes. 
There were no crepes. I believe there were no crepes, but there were lots of grapes. There were definitely lots and lots of crepes. Yes. Bart's making the wine. We got to talk about the crepes of wrath. And of course, we can't talk about it without getting in our chalkboard and catch gags. Uh, garlic gum is not funny. That was what Bart wrote on the chalkboard. And the couch gag, we've already seen it. Homer is the one that pops out this time and lands on the floor. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look at some fun notes from the Crepes of Wrath. And I will try not to do a bad French accent the entire episode, but I will not make promises. It will not come out. So Bart comes home and greets Froggy with all these wonderful flies that he's got and just kind of throws crap all over his room. He starts as soon as he walks in the front door. Oh, yeah. He just immediately rips off the hat, throws down the skateboard, everything. I'm in my house. It's time for no pants. Yeah, basically. Except the hallway is just a huge mess. And Homer's just had enough of this because how many times he got to tell the boy to clean up after himself? They got those cla- that, that classic upstairs where it's just straight to the... Stairs, and then it's just a little hallway and connecting all of the rooms. So, like, I was definitely a messy kid with my toys. And I definitely had issues cleaning my room. But I never left toys in the hallway. Like, that was just nothing that ever happened in our house. Me and my sister never had anything out in the hall. Oh, shit, it was in your room. Yeah, so... So, I'm actually going to have to take Homer's side on this one. This is pretty ridiculous. Well, I mean, Homer accidentally steps on the skateboard and falls down the stairs. Yeah, and of course the stairs always, like, exaggeratedly longer (laughs) than it is every single time. Homer lands and he throws out his back and cries. Good thing he's not dead. (laughs) Yeah. He cries for help and Santa's little helper comes to his aid and just licks his face. And then Maggie... Later, yep. Later, Maggie and Snowball too, and the crusty doll that just slowly, slowly fades out because it's been running for so long. Which I always get a kick out of the fact that, like, I'm excited to see Santa's little helper again in season one because of the episodes being out of order. But he just doesn't help here at all. He's a dumb doggo. Yeah, this was also supposed to be the finale of the first season. Was supposed to be this episode. Because oh, yeah. it's 13th in the production code. So this actually would have been the last one. But, well, you know how these things go. The last episode was supposed to be the first episode. So, Homer's just down for the count. Marge and Lisa come home. They're like, what happened? He just goes, the boy. The boy. Bring me the boy. Which makes they go me... upstairs and freaking Brett and, and freaking Brett the Hitman Bart is standing in the exact same position he was apparently hours ago <laughs> in his filthy room. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But it makes me wonder how long Homer was down for, for the fact that, like, the doll faded out and everybody had time to come up to him and curl up. And <laughs> clearly leaving Maggie with him was not a good idea because not only is he incapacitated, but Bart's not paying attention. Yeah, bring me the boy. And of course, Marge is just like, Bart, I told you to clean your room, and your father threw out his back. Now pick up this mess. 
Just like, yeah, Homer could possibly need medical attention right now, but let's just let's just casually yell at Bart. And of course, and then he's like, "Ah, stupid bigot!" <laughs> and he's doing the classic cleanup where he just whips everything into the closet with no care. Yep. Which I'm pretty sure I've done the same thing. And as he's cleaning, don't even look where he's walking. Stupid. He also has a microscope, which I thought got a kick out of. So, what does he find, Dan? He finds a cigar box, <laughs> a pink cigar box, and yeah. inside is cherry bomb. Ah, uh, yes. I used you all last week. So, of course. He brings it to school and shows all his friends that he's going to flush the cherry bomb. While Principal Skinner Meanwhile, is giving yeah. a tour to his mother. First is, time on the show, and Mrs. Skinner. And again, we got to establish personality here, so she's actually, like, pretty sweet with the affectionate nickname Spanky, which they all giggle at. Spanky. And then he's just like, why don't you introduce me to all of your students? Okay, well, here's Milhouse, Lewis, Richard, and Bart Simpson. This is the Bart Simpson you're always talking about? He seems so sweet. <laughs> I am, ma'am. Simpson! Skinner's just not even having it because he knows that Bart's just lying to him. And I also love the underhanded by Spanky as they're walking away. So... Mrs. Skinner stops by the girls' room to utilize it. And Bart goes into the boys' room to flush the cherry bomb. What happens, Dan? Well, the cherry bomb goes off, and the water just comes gushing out like it's the freaking Old Faithful. It comes gushing out of the, the boys' room, and the girls' room is next door. And then Mrs. Skinner gets it. Although she acts... She does not act like she just had an explosion under her bits. Spanky. Just acts like she got a little wet. Yeah. <laughs> Mother. So, Skinner rushes to his mother's aid. Bart knows he's in trouble now. So we're back home. Homer's on the couch. Ringing for attention. Wants a grilled cheese sandwich. And the doorbell rings, and there's the ominous skit. Like, I love the, uh... Because, you know, when you look through those little peepholes, it's like the fisheye lens. So it's like that super ominous image of Skinner. And he's got Bart. Bart's just like, I'm out of here, and just gets out of there as far as he can. Ah, what'd the boy do this time? So Skinner explains the situation and sends that he... This is the the infamous line. He has transcended incorrigible. There's a detention, suspension, expulsion. Will not do. So how about deportation? (laughs) We're going to kick Bart out of the country? All right, well, maybe I spoke a little bit here. Uh, We're going to do a foreign exchange program. Bart's going to go study abroad. (laughs) Of course, Omer immediately is like, how do we know there's not some principal trying to pull the same thing in France? Well... You're not going to get a French boy. You'll get an Albanian. You mean all white with pink eyes? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. That's 100% not what he means. But yes, they'll get an Albanian boy 
And Marge, of course, is just like, well, I think Bart still deserves a say in this. And Bart's all for it. Homer's back is miraculously healed as he and Skinner high-five and scream, Bon voyage, boy. So it's time for Bart to go to France. Viva la France. So they get the the standard goodbye where, you know, I'll be good. Write to us, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, the guy's just like, is one of you on this plane? Yeah, come with me. And just basically, literally throws Bart into the airplane. As Bart flies off to France while we see little Adil Hoxa. Oh, like when Lisa's like, hey, you going to France? He's like, ha yeah. I'm going to France and you're not. Yeah, basically. So Adil gets on his plane. After, yeah, after like a long goodbye. And of course, and I love uh, Lisa going through how Albania is like, oh yeah, like like political talk is their main export. Their flag has the two-headed eagle and Homer's like, yeah, give me the old stars and stripes. Homer just basically being the ignorant American. And of course, the deal gets off the plane and he's super friendly. He kisses Homer on the cheeks. He greets Lisa as a sister. Yeah, it's and they're just like, wow, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy having this kid around. But deal's better than Bart. But Bart gets off his plane and is greeted by Well where Cesar is the is the older man and Uglin Uglin is the uh the nephew. The guy actually picks him up and of course Bart's riding sidecar and on a Vespa. He just and it's like, it's cool. And then, like, they just keep riding. And he's like, uh... <laughs> where of course, far are we going, bro? And one of my favorite pieces of trivia is all of the scenes that they drive through are ripped off of famous French paintings. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> so... Bart thinks he's arriving at this beautiful chateau that's pictured on the wine bottle. Well, they got the landscape pretty much right, but... I mean, the landscape is correct in its layout, but not in how lush it is. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the donkey, Maurice. Oh, like, Maurice, when the American boy shows up. <laughs> no more backbreaking labor for you. Yeah, so... <clears throat> they realize that... Uh, Bart realizes he is not in paradise, but they tell him flat out. He goes, if you do what we say, the time will pass more quickly. So, so meanwhile, there's a deal getting his, uh, his wonderful taste of American life. He gets to sleep in a nice bed. He helps out everyone with the chores, you know, and Homer's just like, I'm loving this. And Marge is like, all right, a deal's great, but you need to you admit that. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got to admit that you miss Bart. And he's just like, all right, fine. I miss Bart. And then Deal's like, uh, Papa Homer, can, uh, can I come with you tomorrow to see the power plant? Oh, sure. Excellent. Now the plot thickens. Meanwhile, Bart has to slave away in the winery fields. First of all, they take all his stuff from his suitcase. Oh yeah, they take everything. They give the hat to the donkey. Yeah, so he's gotta he's gotta pick all the grapes. 
He's got to stomp all the grapes. And if he eats a grape, he gets slapped for it. They barely Which feed him. Which is funny because you know they're never there when he's doing that job. Oh, yeah. They're just always conveniently there whenever he tries anything. And he's got to sleep on the floor, even though they gave him a hay bed. Maurice takes it, and they're like, nope, you are got to sleep on the floor. And, of course, when he gets the letter from Marge, it's like, oh, you must be having too much fun to write. Because there's just no way he can do it. So we see that, well, Bart's, uh, this is something that's been a theme of the season, right? Because, like, Bart's pranks have consequences. And even though Bart's a troublemaking kid... We don't really want to see him in peril like this. We feel bad for him. Like, does he really deserve to be treated like this just because he pulled, he flushed a cherry bomb? You know, I, I think the uh, the punishment outweighs the uh, the crime in a lot of these cases, you know? Like, yeah, he cut the head off the statue, but he felt remorse for it, and he didn't deserve to be completely lynched. I mean, so, but he didn't. I mean, nothing happened to him, actually. No, but he also had to beg for it. He had to plead his case. There. I think the best I think the best uh, punishment was when he switched his and Martin's tests, and he had to live with those consequences. I think those were about right. That was very <laughs> fitting, yes. So there's a deal getting his tour of the power plant and taking all kinds of pictures that Homer doesn't even realize he shouldn't be doing. I also like what what does he say to uh to Lenny? He's like, do we have one of those nuclear reactors or something like that? And Lenny's like, it's like something about the a specific thing, right? Yeah, and he's and like, the, yeah, it's over in sector blah blah blah. What, what, where's that? Next to the candy machines. Oh, oh yeah. that, yeah. So a deal's taken. All these pictures, and then we see him planted in the treehouse, sending everything back to Albania. He was a spy the whole time. So the plot is really starting to thicken now. This is what actually makes this such a good episode, such an entertaining episode, because everything's unraveling, and this plot moves along really quickly, too. Well, and the, good, the good thing about this is that, like, uh, for him, it's, like, shitty. It, it looks good to start with, but becomes shitty, and it's, like, the same back home. Where it's right. like, oh, my goodness this kid is fucking great, and then you realize, oh, wait, this kid's a freaking super spy. Pretty much, yeah. And this could ruin everything. And, of course, just like anything else, which will come up in a in uh, another episode very soon, uh, Homer and Marge are completely unaware of what great peril their child is in. <laughs> and even when the story is over, they still don't really know. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Now, that episode was supposed to come before this one, so I would almost want to make an excuse, but no, there's no excuses here. <laughs> so, Bart's story is that they're uh, they're spiking the wine with antifreeze. Yeah, so yeah, there's a point where they're just like, ah, oh, look at this wine, and he's like, dude, it's only three days old, it can't be ready. And he's like, well, what if we put in a little antifreeze to start up this, the, the fermentation faster or whatever? Like, don't don't put in too much. You're going to make people go blind. And they're like, well, let's find out. Hey, Bart. <laughs> Get the boy. <laughs> Drink this. See, he's not blind yet. <laughs> yeah. So they send him to get more antifreeze. And, of course, it's pouring rain. He's got no shoes. He's filthy. He's dirty. And he's basically begging this guy for help that is a police inspector. 
but he doesn't understand him, so he just pities him as a homeless kid and gives him a piece of candy. And then th- this is something they mentioned earlier that a kid in a in a foreign land should be able to become fluent within weeks, but uh, Bart will pick up enough to get by. And so Bart's Bart- like, God, why am I? Still, I got to be the dumbest kid ever. I've been here for two months, and I can't say a single thing in French. And then he starts speaking fluent French. He starts speaking fluent <laughs> French completely without even realizing it. And runs back to the cop and begs for help. And when they hear Annie Freeze in the wine, that's what does it. I not- know, it's not like, oh, they, they have been abusing me, and they have been they gave my hat to the donkey, the donkey and <laughs> yeah. making me sleep on the floor, and they're making, I'm pretty much slave labor. It's the anti-freeze in the wine <laughs> is when he finally is like, well, yeah. something must be done about these ruffians. And then they, they bake them away, toys. They are both arrested, and they're just like, oh, because we participated in a student exchange program. Oh, that's what you get. So yes, Bart actually becomes a hero in France. For Viva la Bart. So Bart's story's got a happy ending at the moment. But let's cut back and see what's going on with the deal. So Homer notices the FBI swarming Flanders' house. <laughs> I'm his neighbor. What do you do? He's all excited. He's like, well, sir, someone's acting like a spy to a foreign nation and sending nuclear secrets. Homer's like, oh, a deal would love this. They're like, a deal? You mean the sparrow? And then sure enough, he sees him in the treehouse. <laughs> and immediately gets trampled as the FBI swarms him. So, they decide to uh, send a deal back in exchange for an American spy caught in Albania. And Bart returns home full of gifts and love and gives a bunch of stuff to the family. And even they all have a significance, by the way. Oh yeah, because Lisa's got a. I like Lisa's little toy guillotine, and Lisa even dubs it his first unselfish act. And I think that's like the best part is that the last line is Lisa says, "It's really good to have you back." And he's like, "Yeah, so I met like one good French guy." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There was also a deleted scene where Bart's watching kick dancers and wooing at them, but it probably wouldn't have worked into the episode anywhere. The only parts that probably could have fit in was the montage where Bart becomes a hero, because he doesn't have any other positive experiences in France, so. But that is Crepes of Wrath. Thoughts, Dan? Uh, one of the best. It's a GOAT episode. It's, a. Uh... It's got a lot of what would eventually make The Simpsons into such a great show. Including I mean, this is one of the ones where you're like, this is one of the best episodes, and you don't realize it was like in the first season for a long time. Until you start doing like a specific binge like this, where you watch it in order, and you realize, oh, this was the first season. Which is awesome. It really is. Uh, so we'll do some quick trivia here. So, like we said, this is the introduction to Mrs. Skinner. And because the creators weren't hadn't established her as a character yet, they actually turned it into a joke on the DVD commentary. They said that it was actually Bart's cherry bomb prank that turned Agnes Skinner cruel and bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I accept this headcanon. So, when Adil says goodbye to his family, 
at Sam Simon's insistence, they got real Albanian language and also used real French in the episode. So they made sure everything was accurate, which is good because that's really the best way to do it. Anything else would have been insulting. So did you notice when Bart said, right before Bart goes to France, he says, ah, the life of a frog, that's the life for me. Do you, yes. You get the connection there, right? Yes, people call, refer to French people as frogs. Yes, that was fully intentional. This is our first for, foreign voyage episode of the series, even though it is Bart traveling alone. But the Simpsons have pretty much been everywhere. Um, it's a there, classic coming up with where they go to another country. There are two, cl- yeah, there are two classic French novels, uh, Jean de Florette and Manon of the Spring by Mar- Marcel Pagnol. The villains are named Cesar and Oglin. So that's where they listed that from. Also, why did we choose Albania as our country? Well... John Belushi was Albanian and the staff liked him. <laughs> Did you also notice that uh, Adil's family mirrors the Simpsons? Yes. Two sisters and one's a baby. I talked about the paintings that's in there. Um, this is one of the only time the students will actually call him Mr. Skinner. Which is pretty funny. <clears throat> So, Adil's excellent. We have not established that as a Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns trait yet. So where did we get it? Well, we can actually talk about the origin. The actions of James Downey, who worked on Late Night with David Letterman and Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, where some of the staff worked too. And that became sort of the evil thing, and they eventually passed that on to Mr. Burns. And we talked about how this was meant to be the season finale. And of course, there's uh, characters who don't exactly sound like they should have, but it is what it is. And in a total coincidence, our last piece of trivia, the name of of Adil Hoxha was created by the writers... And it wasn't until the show went into production that they found out it was the real last name of then-Albanian president Enver Hoxha. Complete coincidental. So Hoxha must be like a common last name there, which is how they came up with it. Yes. Crepes of Wrath. Yeah, good episode. Good season one episode. Not the best season one episode. I think that one's coming next time. Because next time we're going to talk about Krusty Gets Busted, which is my personal favorite season one episode. It's a go episode. Yeah, but this this was a good one, too. All right. Any final thoughts as we wrap up this week, Dan? Sacre wee. Yes, so the Crepes of Wrath this week. Next week we'll tackle Krusty Gets Busted, and we are almost done with Season 1. And we can't keep saying next week because we might start releasing these multiple times a week soon in the future. Yeah, it's been a discussion to start to, to maybe do two a week on average. One on the weekend, one during the week. So I don't know. So we can actually maybe get through yeah. <laughs> episodes. 
So I don't know when you're gonna you're listening to these episodes and how many we've released, but if I'm saying next week, I might be lying to you right now. But we'll see. We'll see. See how it goes. All right, that about wraps up this week's edition of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Thank you all for following us. However you listen to the podcast, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a share. And keep supporting CKCC Radio because we got more good stuff coming. We'll see you guys next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all.